Hey guys, this is Juan from the future editing. I uh, just want to let you know there is a little bit of background noise in this one, um, and it is a little shorter than usual. Uh, we have a pretty long episode coming up after this. Hopefully you enjoy it. We're still kind of trying to figure things out. Anyways, thanks for listening. Here's the episode. All right, so we're back again. Uh, another episode. Uh, let's go to get this started. <laughs> Okay, so you know, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself in this era of like recasting things mm-hmm. and and redoing everything that's you know yep, we kind of grew up with and yeah. revamps and I I have a question for you. How do you feel about remakes and recastings on like television shows and movies and things along the lines of that? I feel like it can be very difficult, but I will say one of my favorite pieces of television is the uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, the series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, we both watched the the movie growing up with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, of course. Right. It's a classic. And, oh, of course. But the series, I, I think it really, it really helped. The recasting worked out very well. Uh, I can't remember any of their names, but they, they did very well in it. See, so what you said there is interesting because sometimes I wonder if that's what makes a good recasting a good recasting is when you don't bring in such like high level names. To like right. Because you don't expect anything. You don't have that, uh, or, or comparison. You're, you're not like, well, this isn't George Clooney. Yeah. This- like, it, it would be like if they like recast Lord of the Rings and they're like, so Matthew McConaughey is going to be Frodo. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you're just like Matthew McConaughey's you not know, Could you Frodo. imagine him being Frodo? He's just like, Hey, I'm here to get the ring. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's so like, but that's the thing is I wonder sometimes if that's what makes a recasting so good. I think it really helps. And that was even in, uh, I know this is a controversial movie, but the, the dirt, Oh, the Motley crew, okay. uh, bi- biodrama, whatever they call those. But that was specifically Nikki Six's statement is he didn't want anybody that was established. He wanted young actors that had no name. Okay. So then what is the, purpose of having mgk in the movie then <laughs> okay that's a fair point uh, he didn't look anything like mgk though, so. I, I know i know but still i mean like <laughs> I, I, look, I get that point actually here's our first conversation topic i guess uh how did you feel about the dirt because i have quite the things to say about <laughs> it. i didn't hate it didn't really like it either even it was, as a huge fan of motley crew and motley crew being a huge part of my formative years i i it was okay. <laughs> I just felt like it was like a, I wouldn't even say unrealistic because I understand it's a movie, right? I felt like a lot of it was just like, hey guys, look how crazy the 80s were, am I right? right? Look how wild <laughs> things are, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, you read The Dirt and the stories are like, wow, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I watched the movie and it almost feels like it's like, Trying to be edgy for the sake of it. And not doing a very good job at being edgy. Actually, a good little segue is Terrifier 2. Did you ever watch that one? No, I haven't. I, okay. I've heard many a thing about the Terrifier movies. Yeah. The only reason that my family and I watched it was because it was supposed to be this bombastic... Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, disturbing. People were throwing up and leaving the theater <laughs> Good I watched, paranormal activity kind of right yeah and we watched it and we were like this this is it like if maybe if the practical effects were a little bit more hammered out and like yeah. actually realistic then maybe it would have been disturbing but it just tried way too hard to be disturbing and i wonder if that has something to, yeah i wonder if that has something to do with it with like the hyping up of like a movie it's similar to like when you have a friend who comes up to you and he's like, dude, you got to check this movie out. It's the best thing I've ever seen. And then you sit down to watch it and you're like, wow, that was, that was, that was kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, and or then when, you tell them afterwards, you're like, yeah, I didn't like it. And they like defend it with their lives. So yeah. like, no, no, you don't no, understand. It's great. It's, it's great. great. What are you talking about? And then they ask you for your opinion, but you know that the opinion's not really there. They're not really asking for an opinion. They, they just want you to agree with them. And they want, they want to get reasons for them to be angry at you. Right. <laughs> As, and, and even the same thing with like YouTube videos or clips or anything like oh. this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, dude. You're going to laugh your ass off. And then you show it to them. It's 
upset at the this worst feeling in the world. And like, yeah, that was okay, I guess. I hate whenever you're like, when you ever, when you go to somebody's house to hang out and you're like, oh, I can't wait to show them this video. And you put it on and it's just three minutes of silence. Mm-hmm. And like, you just hear like a, <clears throat> in the middle of it, you know what I mean? Like, it just. <laughs> never mind, never mind. We're going to watch something else. Oh, yeah, you can, you can turn it off, man. It's not really that funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever done that with like music or anything along the lines of that where you're like really excited to show somebody like a song? And that like, actually, yeah. Uh, especially because, I mean, you and I, I, I feel, have a rather eclectic music knowledge and music style likings. Of music, yeah. So a yard act is one of them. I actually oh. haven't gotten. Yeah. Okay. But see, I love yard act. No, it, now like, you we, do. But now, the, the, first the first time, time I showed you. So the first I time I was, showed you yard act, you were just kind of like, uh, it's just a British dude, mm-hmm. like talking into a microphone over like punk music. And yeah. I don't understand. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what a lot of like music and TV shows and things like that. Like I've tried, I've tried showing people shows like community and stuff like that. And every once in a while, I get like someone who's like, "Oh, I like this. This is a lot of fun. This is really yeah, good." Mm-hmm. But then I show can confirm. Yeah, I show somebody it, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, I didn't really dig that. I don't really understand what the whole purpose of this yeah. is." You know what I mean? Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny oh, was, yeah, was one of those because I love I like. But the first episode, I didn't really get it. Yeah. Until I was just like scrolling through, and I remember you showed me the uh, uh, Saint Perfect's Day. I yeah, think was of the, course. Yeah. the first one you showed me, and then I was. Just like okay, it's just a bunch of people getting drunk. That's that's cool. But then I kind of got on, into it. Yeah, I saw it on Hulu, and I was like, yeah, let me start from the pilot. And <laughs> I was fucking hooked after that. I I have watched the whole series at least three times. Have I ever told you? So like, it's something the audience doesn't know is I make music on the side. Mm. And there's been times when I've showed do you, you songs. Do you really? Well, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I've got a whole 22 listeners no on idea. Spotify a month. <laughs> no, but like I've shown you, I've shown you tracks before mm-hmm. and there's been times when I've like been really excited to show you something and I'll show you it and you're just kind of like, yeah, that was, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no! Yeah, but, okay. But if you looked at this part, maybe if you would have done that, I, 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 or maybe it's a little lackluster here. But I also feel like that's why you and I are excited to show each other things. Well, because yeah, because I know that I'm even gonna if get it's it. disappointment, it's constructive. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, we're we're never just like, oh, this is shit. Why <laughs> the fuck would you ever put this out? Honestly, it, if you ever did that to me, I'd probably <laughs> curl up into a ball and uh, become part of the the room. <laughs> yeah, the, that, oh, that's just, hey, where'd Juan go? He's uh, uh, he's in the floor. He's our dining room table now. <laughs> you guys can uh, set whatever you want on me. I I don't exist yeah, anymore. He, he's he's our coffee table. It's it's fine. That's gotta be the worst feeling in the world when you like prep something for so long and then you like show somebody and they just kind of go like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. You know, like you think about it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know people like who can show somebody an entire movie and like sit there and just not even react to the fact that the person's trying to like get their attention mm-hmm. and be like, dude, you got to see this. You're going to love this movie. And then like you show the person the movie and they haven't laughed once. They haven't reacted once. And then the movie ends and they just kind of look over at you and they're like, it was good. It's the worst feeling. Oh, in the world. it is because you keep looking at the like you look at them <laughs> you're and you're not like, even watching the movie. You're trying to get their reaction. Like this is a good part. I wonder how they're going to react. And, and they don't react they, at all. They didn't do anything. But that's a good part. What the fuck is going What's on? What's a? Have you ever had a movie like that that you've shown somebody or like a TV show or something along the lines of that that you've shown somebody and their reaction wasn't what you were expecting at all? Um, not really. Uh, just I don't show oh, people okay. a lot. Other- you know what? Here's here's Richard. I, I don't miss very often. Oh, is what okay. He's saying. <laughs> I was not saying that. I was saying I don't have many friends, so I don't <laughs> I don't show people a lot of things. That's just getting more depressing as we go here. He just said, "Yeah, I just I don't really have any friends." You know what I mean? It's just not anything I really. <laughs> yeah, it's just I just don't have a whole lot of friends. <laughs> it's a it's a weird thing to like put on a movie. Put on a TV show. Now, see, okay, one thing that I can relate to with that is, like, talking about it with people. Uh, wow. Like, Letterkenny. I, I, I recommend that show to everybody, and it's just hard, hard to explain what the <laughs> fuck it is or why it's funny. Well, because it's so specific. It's a very specific type of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, and then I, I'm, like, explaining, I'm like, oh, it's so funny, and then they're just like, Okay, I I gotta go do something. I gotta so. go do dishes, man. What are you, what are you doing okay. here? 
Yeah, I was just can you, can, you let, to... can you let me out of this corner, please? I'd... Oh, I, I, I guess feel yeah. unsafe. Um, but if, but okay, but season three, though. <laughs> they, they kind of try to get under your arm and you just like, no, hold on, just sit there. Just I, sit. I'm trying to Why tell you, just go ahead and have a seat there. I'm trying to give you the plot of season one here. Okay. I know it's been 30 minutes, but the least the, you can do is listen to me. Like, come on. Okay. I, I'm giving you gold here. I don't know about you, man, but like recently I've been dealing with uh, a lot of back issues mm. and I feel like I need to go to a chiropractor. Mm. But the only thing that worries me about going to a chiropractor, in, like knowing my luck, they're going to like find the one place that like breaks my back. And then like, instead of them being like, oh yeah, well, they're going to be like, no, you signed off of uh, signed off on this thing. So that means you can't really sue us, but we have a coupon <laughs> for some cheesecake. You got a free cheesecake. And they're like, it's not, it's not like from anywhere. It's just like, oh, Tina's making yeah. one. Uh, uh, Kate, uh, Katie's birthday is next Tuesday. <laughs> it's coming at, up at about twelve thirty. So if you come at that point, you right can- at twelve thirty, <laughs> we'll get you a free piece of cheesecake, and and that'll be good, and right? You're, you're like, uh, yep, yeah, but like my back is like my back. Yeah, that, but yeah, but you signed the waiver. Uh, so. Yeah, sorry, but look, the coupon. But, I mean, look, we printed cheesecake. them out, and you're like, you printed it out. How often does this happen? Like, uh, just once. Like you know, once or once a week, it's That's fine. It. It's no big deal. But look, it's got your name on it. We wrote it on there with magic marker. Has your social security number on there? Don't put it on your. Don't put it in your pocket. It's gonna rub off. It's gonna rub you know? off. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just like laying there and you're waiting, and like a assistant comes in. They're like, "Hey, we need this room. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't walk." <laughs> Wow. Okay. Go get the office chair. Get the office chair. Uh, Yeah. So, no, they tell you they're going to get you a wheelchair and they're rolling. (laughs) And it's actually a fucking like plush ass (laughs) office chair. It's the secretary's chair. It's the old secretary's chair. And it it has like a messed up wheel on it. So they come like rolling it in. It's like, they'd like pick you up and slam you on it. You're like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. They get you right out the door and they just tip you off. Right into the first, right into the handicapped parking spot. <laughs> Somebody rolls up to the parking spot and they're like honking their horn at you. Excuse me, I, that's for handicapped people. And you're like, I, I, I can't I, walk. My back. I can't move. I can't move. And they're like, oh, wow. You know what? We're going to call the police on you. <laughs> and then you have the cops call on you and it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but then you show up a couple weeks later because, you know, you were promised cheesecake you were at promised. this birthday yeah, party. You were. You have you a coupon. Up. You you know you get rolled in because by then you have a wheelchair. So you roll yourself in because you, you don't no have anybody. There. It's surprising too that you still have arm movement. It's one of the weirdest vertebrae breaks that anyone's ever it's, seen. It's exactly the C seven, and that's <laughs> you're not numb or anything. You're still able to move yourself around. It's just good enough that you can't actually walk anywhere. Right. So you roll in there, you're just kind of like squeaking in. You know what I mean? Secretary see, she sees you and she's like, oh, look, it's back breaky. Did you just call me back break? You have a nickname for me? And they're like, oh, no, no, you weren't supposed to hear that. And you're like, you said that really loud. You lo- you made eye contact <laughs> with said, me while you said it. Back breaky. And so they, they're like, you know what? The least we can do is roll them into the, mm-hmm. you know, the break room or whatever. So you get rolled in there, you know, you feel really out of place because you don't really know anybody there. You're just promised cheesecake. Yeah. And then they pull out the cheesecake and it's like one of those like Walmart cheesecakes. I thought Tina was making cheesecake. Oh yeah, she didn't have time. Oh. She didn't have time. But I was, you you said, it says on the coupon, (laughs) homemade cheesecake. Well, you know, like Walmart's like kind of home. So it's homemade. No, 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 it is. It is. You're wrong. That's what you're, that's what you are. You're very wrong. Can I just have my piece of cheesecake? No. So then they pull out the cheesecake and it's one of those like value cheesecakes. (laughs) It's like one of those tiny little. Yeah. Do you, do you want the, uh, the caramel chocolate or do you want the, uh, raspberry chocolate? Well, like I, I was just promised like a good, like chunk of cheese. Can I just, I don't know. Can I like have the whole thing? I don't know. Wow. 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 You want the whole thing? (laughs) Backbreaky wants the whole thing. Well, yeah, dude, I just like you know. You, do you do you, you want to be fatty boomalati too? <laughs> you broke my back, dude. But, Are you call? You're making weight jokes now. I'm not, <laughs> I haven't been I able just, to move. I don't know what you're expecting from me. I, I just, <sighs> okay. You know what? You want to blow out the candles too? <laughs> you want to blow out Kathy's candles? Uh-huh. You want to do it? Is that what you want? Oh, because you're so. Why don't important. you wish for a back that's not broken, backbreaky? <laughs> 
And then and then you're just crying at that point. You're you know crying. What, you know what? Go oh. put him on a downward incline over there. Oh look, backbreak. He's crying into the <laughs> cheesecake, ruining it for everybody. You're you're sitting there. You're like crying. And they finally bring you a plate, and they're like, "Here's your cheesecake." And it's not even good cheesecake. They give you like the chocolate swirl yeah. cheesecake, which defeats the purpose of a cheesecake. Right. Like who's <laughs> who's going to a cheesecake party? And being like, oh, I can't wait to eat this cheesecake. And then you show up, and it's just a piece of chocolate cake. I wanted cheesecake. What is this? I'd be so upset. I'd set the thing on fire. <laughs> That's what I would do. Set the chocolate cheesecake on yeah. fire. That's what I would do. I'd be like, give me, give me the Germex. Give me the candles. Yeah, no. <laughs> Spraying Germex on it. What's he doing over there? I'm just, I'm just doing a, a science experiment. Okay, just we're, a little bit of arson. Okay, burning away a little my, bit of arson. We're burning away my feelings. That's what we're doing right now. You've you have you have approached me with a piece of chocolate cheesecake. This defeats the purpose of a cheesecake. And anybody, I hope you're whoever's listening. I hope you understand this. If you are an enjoyer of chocolate cheesecake, you are a terrible human being. Horrible human you, being. You should feel bad for yourself. How dare you? Coming out here. Making these types of statements, making these types of like movements with your life, eating chocolate cheesecake. Worst form of life. I don't know. Have you ever like gone to a like a Walmart place and then you ask them for like a specific, you know how like they'll decorate it with like a name or like a happy birthday or something along the lines of that? Yeah, yeah. I always feel like you're like asking them to essentially like, you know, sign over their soul because they look at you like you're the worst person in the world. Yeah. They look at you like you wanted their firstborn son and. (laughs) It's like, dude, am I asking too much? This, like, I'm pretty sure this I just is want true. happy birthday Tina on it. Like, that's and, all I want. And they're like, uh, yeah, sure. And you're like, dude, I'm this, sorry that I'm asking you to do your job. I feel like this is literally your job. I don't understand. They're like, uh huh. Yeah, it's my job. And then they go in the back and you're like, is it really their job? You're standing there. And, I just, and then as you're standing there, like managers start like surrounding you. And you're like, and you're, you're still in your wheelchair. You're like, <laughs> What's going on? You know What's what I mean? I just came to pick up the cheesecake for the chiropractor's <laughs> party. <laughs> they make you pick up the cheesecake. <laughs> yep. That's the coupon. If you, want, if you want cheesecake, you need to go get it. It's actually 20% off of a Walmart cheesecake. Are, are, you, are your legs going to get tired standing in line back breaky? <laughs> I don't, I can't use my legs. It's, it's just. I, yeah, you sit down. That's why you're going to pick up the cheese. Look, man, it's not my thing. It's not my fault. Okay, I just I just came here trying to get a piece of cheesecake. I don't see what the big well, issue well, is. Well, now you can go get the whole cheesecake. Fine. And then you roll down to Walmart. <laughs> you're just rolling, trying to get in line. You know, you're in line. You're standing behind a lady who looks back at you and she's like, "You're a little close, aren't you?" And you're like, "I, I can't move my arms. She I don't know how this your wheelchair." <laughs> <laughs> rolling through the produce aisle, like, oh no. <laughs> Picking up an apple as you go. <laughs> right. That would not be. That's why I don't. I have never been to a chiropractor specifically for that reason. Nor a Walmart for that Nor a Walmart. Reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck Walmart. I don't think I've been to a Walmart, like actually been to a Walmart in the last 10 years. I avoid it like the plague. Oh, I do too. Like when they were like, yeah, we're going to start doing like curbside pickup. I was like, oh my gosh. What a, what a life-saving moment. Okay. I want to bring this up because we have had so many ideas over the years. We've known yeah. each other for a long time. Yeah. And and we had the idea of having people pay us to do their shopping for them. Are you saying that we came up with the idea of DoorDash? I, I I think so. I want to I want to sue. Do we have a lawsuit I'm on saying. our hands? <laughs> I'll be right back. Hold on. Give me a sec. Okay, sorry. There was like an emergency there. I don't know what happened. It was uh, a piping <laughs> emergency. Anyways, uh, we were talking about having a lawsuit on our hands with the fact that DoorDash stole yeah, our I'm, ideas. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we thought about that. What, what, 2018, 2017? Well, yeah, because we realized how lazy we are. And right. we're like, how many people are feeling like this right now? <laughs> I, bet, I bet we can make money off of this. I feel like that's how 90% of entrepreneurial like ideas go to death. It's like a group we, of dudes who are like, we can do this. And then they just never do it. Yeah. And then they wake up the next morning. What did we talk about? Yeah, I don't know how to develop. It was some kind of movie. I don't know. How, we're, we're not talking. Look, man, done. this is 2016. We didn't know how to develop an app. Right. Okay. The only way to develop an app was to do it yourself. You can't just ship it off to somebody on That's, Fiverr. Yeah. Right. And be like, hey, can you do me a favor? Could you develop an app? And some guy does it for like $20. And he's like, it's the best app you've ever used. Yeah. And you're like, it's still not good enough. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fix it, fix it, crony. Isn't it weird to think? It's weird to think about how how many apps like that exist nowadays. These mm-hmm. like delivery apps. 
And that used to be a, I, I think you remember in every, almost every TV show, there was some joke about developing an app. Yeah. Cause like, look at Rick and Morty. Well, yeah. There was Big Bang Theory. There was. Richard watches Big Bang Theory, by oh, the way. God. He just admitted something Fuck. to you guys. <laughs> you know what? Let's roll it back. I don't want that information being out there. The comments are going crazy. <laughs> no, I love. Anyway. The, whoa. Anyway. <laughs> he said he loves it. I love Big Bang Theory. He loves I really Big- do. Why do you love Big Bang Theory? I don't know. It's just a comfort show for me. I, I, it's I always that. been one of those, like, I can just throw it on and I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, is it just because you can, like, kind of expect what's going to happen next or, like... That helps. And then I, I also love commenting on how much it retcons itself. Um, that's always... <laughs> That's always a fun self conversation for me. Just the, but uh, anyway, you know, just Sheldon being like Bazinga. Is that the biggest joke of the show? Or that's only in like the first four seasons. <laughs> There's twelve. They only rely on it for the first like quarter of the show. That's not a big deal. It's not, you know, it's not crazy. I feel like that's the thing with sitcoms, right? Like how many sitcoms have those kind of jokes, like the continuing jokes? You know yeah. What I mean? You know, Ross has that whole "We were on a break." Yeah. You know? Kind of thing. Oh, of course, there's like uh, Modern Family. They have the continuing joke of Phil like having good intentions, but oh, always yeah. fucking up. See, but that's more of like a situational joke. That whereas is true. like That's true. There's, there's some shows that really do rely on like that one word kind of like phrase or like not one word, but just the phrase itself where like well, that's look, what gets the crowd laughing. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe Letterkenny's not a good example, but I mean- they have that that continuing joke like the to be foul to be foul yeah of course and then uh, you know what Katie you uh, you make very good tarts and that's why I appreciate you <laughs> is that is that like a modern form do you think is the the is the to so. be fair kind of like a modern form of that type of joke I think so it, would you say Letter Kenny's like a modern sitcom oh I definitely would call it a modern sitcom because it it relies on the like fast paced cadence like that that. Rapid fire. Yeah. And then, but it's continuing phrases. Like they, I definitely think they rely on that. And it's season to season too. There's some that go all throughout the seasons, but then there's some that are just specific to that season, which I rather, yeah, which I rather appreciate. I think that's, it's really interesting because our generation's kind of been taught to essentially like despise the sitcom, right? Or as long as, yeah. not like despise it, but it's more of a nostalgia thing, you know, right. like having the laugh track. But it's wild to me how just getting rid of a laugh track can make a show seem like such a different thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? that is true. And Friends is a very good example of that yeah. because if you get rid of the laugh track on Ross some of those... Ross is a psychopath. Yeah, he's a <laughs> fucking... So, well, I wouldn't say psychopath, sociopath because he has some empathy. But we, we watched an episode of Friends the other day. Here we go again. Uh, we watched an episode of Friends the other day where Ross is spoiler alert. Sorry, it's a again twenty year old show. show. But he, him, and Rachel get married in Vegas, and like oh, they're yeah. supposed to like he's supposed to essentially get them divorced or whatever. Get like, an like, it. and he lies to her, and then he like goes back to Phoebe, and he's like, "I didn't get the divorce." <laughs> Bye. And I'm like, dude, if that didn't have a laugh track behind it, this dude would seem like a like, crazy dude, person. Dude, you are a fucking stalker. What is your problem? <laughs> that's a, that's the thing, dude, is like how many of those shows normalize like these people being absolutely insane. Right. Imagine going over to somebody's house, it, like on the topic of Big Bang Theory. You go over to somebody's house and you sit in their couch and like this. <laughs> That's my spot. Exa- I would be like, ex- what? You know what I mean? I'd be you like, know what's, what's going you know on what's here? bad? Oh, no. I do that because this, where I'm sitting right now. Is that your this spot? Is, this is my spot. Is that your spot, Sheldon? Yeah, this is my spot because I can see out the back door. I can see down the hallway. I can see the front door. I'm perfect. <laughs> I can talk to people in the kitchen. I can talk to people in the living room. And the this, door. And people you, coming through the door, you can talk to them. Yeah, you, this, this, is, this is my spot. Do you think that has anything to do with the uh, Big Bang Theory? Or was the Big Bang Theory just kind of like a thing that you related to because of that? that probably the latter. Because okay. I've always kind of been a little... <laughs> OCD about where you sit about my well yeah my spots where I where I sit where I park where I can't like, imagine I going have over to your parking house. spot at each place that I go to regularly I couldn't imagine going over to your house you know like not knowing you and there's like a beanbag in the middle of the floor and I go to sit in the beanbag that's my spot no and like you haven't come out but like everyone's kind of looking at me like 
Oh no, God, no one, just no one tell him, you know? And then you walk out and you're like, you're sitting in my spot. You know what I would do? I'd leave. I'd get up and I'd leave that home because I would be like, this guy's going to stab me to death with a knife if I stay here for any longer. I wouldn't go that far. Well, yeah, you wouldn't stab me with a knife. You'd stab me with a... A fork. I think that would be fair. A piece of glass. Just a little piece of glass is fine. Just a little... Ow. Yeah, you're in a spot. I don't know. That's one of the things that I've always kind of like uh, that sitcoms have always tripped me out about Mm -hmm. is how often you watch a sitcom and you're supposed to kind of like root for a character. You're supposed to root for somebody Mm -hmm. and they just turn out to be like the worst. Look at how I met your mother. That's a very good example. Ted is is just a fucking piece of shit. He's the worst. Sorry. No, no, you're not lying. He he is honestly awful. Like that, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like the American sitcom went like, Hey, you know, this horrible, like even that 70s show as a girl, I dislike Eric Mm -hmm. more and more every time I rewatch that show. Yeah. And I like Hyde so much more because at least he's real. Like yeah. he's just like, no, I don't give a shit. Maybe not the actor as much, but yeah, no, like the character himself. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the actor? Wait, you don't know? No. Oh. Oh man. Oh, Richard's world's about to get rocked. What? What, what happened what? with really? His actor? You don't know this? No. Oh no, I don't want to be the guy who breaks this to you. <sighs> what happened? I'll I'll do it though. You okay. got to be the one. If uh, it's not you, it's the internet. Okay. Here's the thing. So. Hyde just so happens to uh well here uh take one take one headphone off real quick. So Hyde he uh so that's why Holy Hyde is shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why people don't like Hyde very much. Well not Hyde. Like, it's not like, like the character, the character did it, did, but he didn't yeah, do that. That sucks. Why, why does every actor that I like have to be a piece of shit? Scientology. That's yeah. why. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just like, it was one of those things where like they kind of hit it. Like that, that's the thing. We'll get off this topic. Like there's so many of those actors, they kind of come from like families that have a lot of like ties mm-hmm. in Hollywood. He just so happens to be one of those. Gotcha. You know, okay. and you say, say less, you know, and it just, we is can, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we can just move on from that. That Richard's world just got rocked. So. Yeah. We definitely won't talk about that for sure. So it's like, uh, I, uh, yeah. Oh, sitcoms and <laughs> dislikable leads. Yeah. Dislikable Hide, leads. Hide's a very dislikable lead. <laughs> I don't know Not why. Not in the show. Every time I watch that show, it's just something off about that guy. <laughs> it's just something kind of puts me off about that dude. There's something a little weird about him. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Richard. It, Richard's world just got rocked because I remember growing up, he would always be like, "I'm kind of the hide in this situation, right?" <laughs> He's not going to use that term very often I, anymore. That's for sure. Uh, one, I never used that term. I, I never said <laughs> I'm hide. I, I said I re- maybe I related to him, but that's about it. So um, we'll change the subject, but I, I I really wanted to I really wanted to touch on something here. We we talked about your liking of uh, Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, I just so happen to have a friend who is very like opinionated. Okay. And uh, most of our friends are. We're gonna we're gonna give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and we're gonna see if he has any opinions on this uh, on this topic. So you know him very well. I know him very well. He's very opinionated. I will, First I will, guest star of the podcast. Yeah, I like it. Good morning. Hey, buddy. I was actually we were call, I was calling you because uh, Richard's uh, Richard has an opinion on a band, and I wanted to hear you guys talk about it. Oh, okay. Richard, why don't you go ahead and tell him what your opinion on this certain band is? Well, well, why don't why don't you introduce the band, and then I'll <laughs> present my opinion. Okay. So uh, Richard's a Richard's a big fan of Motley Crue. Can confirm. Uh, okay. <laughs> and. Um, We've had this conversation a couple of times about my feelings towards Motley Crue. Almost went to blows over it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know my opinion. I, I think that they're uh, a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like, you know, Nikki Six is cool. 
Okay. okay. See? Okay. So you've got, you've got a, so good. All right. We're not going to go here. You know, we're not I just, just going to argue. For, I just dislike the band all, all together. And, yeah. you know, Anthony's, Anthony's coming through. It's, it's funny that you bring a Molly crew because I was actually just watching uh, Counting Cars. What's that? <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, one of those, uh, you know, Vegas TV shows where like uh, the dude, you know, repairs, remodels old cars. Oh, and yeah, stuff like that's that. right. Um, yeah, he has that and big he, bandana. The episode I just happened to be watching was the episode where Tommy Lee had wrecked his bike and he was fixing Tommy Lee's bike. It's odd that you bring that up because, like, the coincidence, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, we're see, fucking psychic. So, the reason I called you is because, you know, I, I've said it before when it comes to music and when it comes to things like this, you are incredibly opinionated about these things. And so, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you and Richard to have a discussion uh, as to your feelings towards Motley Crue and his feelings towards Motley Crue. And I was just hoping to kick back and let you two go at it. I hope he didn't, like I hope Motley I didn't catch Crue you off guard. Pretty, they're, they're pretty small, unfortunately. Like you just don't have very many feelings towards them. Oh uh, yeah. I mean like, you know, home sweet home. Great song. Mm-hmm. Kickstart my heart. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, girls, girls, girls. I think that's all I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? That's fair though. That's fair though. Cause I feel like there's like the casual quote unquote fans. That I, I, I don't know if Anthony would call himself a fan. Are you though. a fan? Casual I'm, yeah, fan? I'm, I'm not not a fan, but you're never gonna catch me being like, "Ooh, hair bands." <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That actually starts a pretty good conversation because Motley Crue, or I guess Nikki Six, never wanted Motley Crue to be classified as hair metal or hair band. Yeah, well, you know, they, they did it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And I've argued that they were the purveyor, <laughs> one of the purveyors of hair metal. Kind of dropped the ball on that whole hair band thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they wanted to be punk. And yeah, they kind of started out that way with Too Fast for Love. But okay. post that. So my my uh, the thing that I've told Richard before is that I believe that Motley Crue is more reliant on their image than the music itself. And I feel like that's what made them such a popular band was the image of Motley Crue. And I have agreed with that. Yeah, but I I think that as musical artists, they are some of the most, like... Say it, say it. Untalented Mm -hmm. (laughs) individuals have ever picked up an instrument. That's where we kind (laughs) of tend to disagree. I'm not going to say that they are the most talented or the greatest band in the world. I'm not going to say that. But I will say... That they well, I mean, the classifications of like most talented musicians, you're you're really striking the bar real low when you have a song like Home Sweet Home, which has the most standard piano riff of like a C chord, where it's like yeah, like I said, I'm not saying they're the most intricate or the most talented. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I very much like them. I understand. And they are rather popular. A lot of it is because of image. I will admit to that. But I've always enjoyed the band and they were very important to me in the formative years, in my formative years. So that's that's where my relationship with Motley Crue is. I guess I can respect it. The issue oh, you I guess. Have, I guess I can respect <laughs> it. But my issue with Motley Crue is like, if we're classifying them, with the whole hairband generation and stuff like that, you're competing real low when you got poison, right. white snake, <laughs> slaughter. There's a lot, lot better stuff of hair. Yeah, I, I'd <laughs> say like, I mean, you know, just because you did it first doesn't mean you did it best. I guess and, is my I mean, thing. And you know what? I I can respect. There's no, still wait, problem. Twins did it way before Molly Crew. Vixen did it way before Molly Crew. Uh, okay, okay, we've had this this conversation before. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> look at T-Rex. They were one of the first. So would you say T-Rex are like the purveyors of hair metal? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Because they're like, there's so much that goes into hair metal that, okay, I, mean, I don't want to say too much. It, you know? T-Rex might have started it. It's, T-Rex was close. I would say they were one of the first. So see, so this is not what I was expecting at all because Anthony's kind of like agreeing with you in a way. <laughs> like, but see, because the, the thing is, thing. is like, like, I can see the, the argument against Motley Crue. It just doesn't affect my opinion opinion i'm just so used to calling anthony and me being like music opinion and him being like no you're wrong that's horrible you're horrible you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) 
He's so much nicer to you. I don't like Molly Crew. I don't dislike Molly Crew. The issue I could just sit there and tell you is if you ask someone who Molly Crew is, the only thing they're going to tell you is, oh, yeah, I've seen um, Hot Tub Time Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine, so I don't know the reference. (laughs) So that's what makes you a Molly Crew fan. You've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine. (laughs) What was it, like Molly Lou or something like that? Yeah, Motley Lou. They changed the name of it. Oh, God. (laughs) Anthony, thank you you for coming on, man. I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure we'll call you sooner or later. Yeah, no problem. Especially, I'm more than, especially if we're looking to put Richard on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate you. All right, guys. You have fun now. <laughs> Bye. Okay. So putting you on the spot, that's like, that's basically what the show's going to be. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, like I said, I'm just firm in my opinion. I see the Look, man, that didn't, argument, that didn't go anywhere like I was expecting it to go. Because <laughs> you wanted it to be like a, a verbal fist match. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping, because here's the thing. I have such strong opinions about the band uh-huh. and yet everybody else that I ask is just like yeah you know it's they're there it's a cool band I guess they're fine and I always expect to I especially with him I was expecting him to be like oh yeah no you're definitely yeah I hate this band especially considering how like like how opinion yeah how whenever it comes to his opinions is. he's very opinionated and yet for the first time I've got him to just go no they're all right I guess it's cool. <laughs> well it's just one of those things like the the only time I've ever gotten like fervent and our Arguing about Motley Crue yeah. is when people are factually wrong. That's the time that I, I have to step in. What would you say if is a factual ro- factually oh, wrong when, statement? Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> um, remember, what he was just, it? He just New buttoned Year's? up his button. <laughs> <laughs> just unbuttoned the yeah, sleeves. Stood up straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. So when you said it was one New Year's Eve, I want to say maybe 2015, 2016 you argued that it was i mean of course we were all you know doing what richard um hanging out in front around a fire that's what yeah. we were doing yeah. drinking juice a lot Ju- of juice yeah a lot of juice good apple juice just apple juice <laughs> all different types of juice yeah you said i'm gonna paraphrase okay. but you basically said that motley crew only was famous mm-hmm. because like some record producers saw their look <laughs> And said, okay, let's give you a deal, which was factually wrong because (laughs) they started on their own record label. And you know who else started on their own record label? Macklemore. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you saying that Motley Crue is like Macklemore? I I didn't know that. (laughs) And I mean, it's respectable. (laughs) It's respectable either way. They started on their own record label and became big because of their reputation especially and this was another part that we argued about yeah in the early 80s in the la scene yeah punk was becoming big it was not metal or anything that was pop it was punk at that time right and they used to get in fights all the time in la because of the way that they dressed they wore the fucking high-heeled stilettos and the makeup and shit and that wasn't the that wasn't the scene back then in 81 when they started you know, I feel like there's only going to be one way that we ever settle this debate, and that is if we actually do it in a debate format. Mm. So, <laughs> I, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to great. We're going to actually have Anthony, who apparently his opinion is not what we ex- I expected at least. Very at neutral, all. which I like. I'm going to have Anthony come on as a judge, yeah. and he will sit or here. He's going to be the mon- uh, moderator. Yeah, that's and, what they're called. And if he sees us getting out of control, <laughs> we will let him stop. Oh no! If it's going to be actual debate format i i know the rules we you will can, yield we your can time go. yeah <laughs> and like we can go fucking with the stuff like the chess stopwatch letting each other have a few minutes to kind of argument um actually i actually ding. really like this idea okay so this is what we're gonna do we are going to have ourselves a bit of a courtroom debate as to whether uh, or not motley crew can be, be considered a good band or not <laughs> Which of course is subjective, so that's going to be fun on a bun. Here's the here's the interesting part about the, this whole thing. I always wonder if maybe my opinion being skewed towards hair metal is because I didn't grow up listening to any hair metal. That'll come up in the debate. Like that'll you, be interesting. Growing up, I listened to things like Bone Thugs and Harmony. And oh, okay. like Lil Rob and like SPM and like Jay-Z and just like, you know, it was a lot of like very cultural and like just kind of like the area that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to Motley Crue or like hair metal until I was like 13, right? Okay. And don't get me wrong. The first time I saw Motley Crue, I was like, wow, these guys, they are, they're, they're so cool. I love this. And then I listened to their 
music and like I was like, all right, it's good. They had some songs that I really enjoyed. But I think the reason why my opinion is the way that it is towards them is because I always saw them more as like a look band. Right. Which I agree with. And I'm, I've like had this, this. you know what? I've had this debate with another friend of mine, Randy. I've always seen them as like the Black Belt Brides of that era. You know what? I actually kind of see that. You know, because and I was never in right. got too into Black Veil Brides for that reason. Well, because to me, Black Veil Brides, I, there was definitely some talent there. You know, you don't have a guy who can solo like some of those guys do, or you don't make music the way that they do. Well, look but, at Mick Mars. But when I was younger, it was always more like, oh, Black Veil Brides is cool because of the way that they look. Right. Which is how Even I Even Fall in Reverse at that point in time. Well, no, because Fall in Reverse. They were very I, theatrical. Yeah, but like musically, that, they yeah, backed their it talent, up. Their talent was very, was very much there. I get that. Yeah. And so like. Oh, this is going to. Man, this is going to be interesting. Well, no, because so like listening to, you know, I would listen to similar to the way that I would listen to Motley Crue. I would listen to a band like Black Veil Brides and be like, yeah, their music's there, mm-hmm. you know, and I I mean, they had like one or two songs that I really enjoyed, but it was the same thing with Motley Crue. Like I've never sat down and been like, I'm going to sit back and listen to a Motley Crue record. And see, I, I told, I have with every single Motley Crue record, which so. is wild, except me. for the one that Vince Neil wasn't a part of. I refuse to listen to that one. Uh, what was it? It was the generation Crue. of swine. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was talking to myself mostly. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it wasn't Motley Crue. That was one of the things. And that's one thing that I do actually really appreciate about Motley Crue is it was all of these four personalities and without any of them, it's not Molly Crew anymore. Like they have to be those four people. Well, so that's what I'm saying. But I guess that's the difference between them and Blackville Brides where like Blackville Brides, the names didn't really matter because as oh, long as okay. like Andy Beersack was a part of it, it was kind of like Panic at the Disco. Oh, right? okay. Where okay. as long as With like Br- yeah. that main member was there, it didn't matter it's who still kind panic. of moved around. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. As I guess that's why I respect the fans of Motley Crue is because, you know, you stick by your band yeah. and you, you like it. And you... Much as I disagree with. Right. But you you've know? come a long way because remember how he- heated we used to get talking oh, yeah. about this? Absolutely. And I I, I, to- I'm sure when we do the courtroom debate, it's going to yeah. get a little heated. So... Look, what I'm saying is... <laughs> I'm glad we're going to have a moderator. What I'm saying is I've never sat down and listened to a Motley Crue album because I know that I'm going to hear two tracks out of it and be like, I know these. And then everything else, I'm going to be like, what's going on here? Whereas I grew up with Motley Crue, so I know every song. Which is commendable. I have uh, yeah, nothing but respect towards it. We'll take a quick break. (laughs) What we're going to do is is, is we'll, we'll sit back. You know, we had a we had a guest star on for a second. Yep, first guest star. He'll definitely come back, and uh, we'll be right back. Here's a quick break. All right, we're back. So, I was we we were talking about music, and so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was. How do you feel about this new era of like musicals? Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> uh, last musical I watched was which came first, Phantom of the Opera or uh, Sweeney Todd? Uh, Phantom of the Opera came out first, I think. Okay, so the last one I watched was Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of. Fleet but you Street. haven't seen Hamilton? I have not. That's surprising. I feel like everybody has at least like seen a snippet of Hamilton. I have not. Okay. I watched a snippet of Les Mis, and that's probably it. I, and that's a snippet. Okay, so I, I have a friend who's like super into theater, and, okay. and she loves Hamilton. I find the lead of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda, to be one of the most annoying creatures to have ever found this like planet. The dude wrote the musical and then went, no one can do this part like me. <laughs> I am the lead. <laughs> he, was, he is actually the worst. <laughs> So the thing about Hamilton is when it came out, it was like, I mean, it was super influential. It was like very different. I've heard that. I've heard it's very like prominent in in the movie industry or musical industry, whatever. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. But the, the thing is with this guy, he is like, one, he's not a lead. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the dude and you're like, definitely not a lead. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I like to imagine the fact that he wrote this thing out. Right. And he had already wrote, he had, he had written like one a couple of plays before it or a couple of musicals before it. Mm-hmm. But when it came to this one and in and, and every musical, he casted himself as the lead. And again, he casted himself <laughs> as the lead in this one. 
you're telling me that you couldn't cast anybody else to be in this position other than yourself because you were just like, no one can do this. <laughs> no one can do it quite like me. I'm the only one who can go up there and be like, Spamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton, <laughs> Ramilton, Hamilton. You know what it is, right? Hamilton's like a, it's a retelling of the revolutionary like war. <laughs> I have no idea what Hamilton is. I have absolutely no idea other okay. than people like it. So it's a retelling of the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War. War, okay. But it's done to a hip-hop beat. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fucking no. <laughs> yeah, so, but, so just to add on to this, okay. this guy is, again, he saw himself and went, I'm no, the no, only I'm one who can lead. play Hamilton. <laughs> okay, what, what, is, what is Hamilton? What is his role? What does he do? Well, so it's Alexander Hamilton. Right, so and, it's the president. Yeah, yes. right. Was he? A, yeah, I think he was a president. No, the, the history. The, the high school has failed <laughs> us clearly. Anyways, this dude, he he plays Hamilton. Okay, which, which was like a, I guess, like a part of the revolution of mm-hmm. you know the United States getting away from Britain. And don't hear me wrong. There's moments in it that are like pure gold. There's like a the guy who plays. Uh, I think it's like King. George, something like that. I, I want to say it was King George, yeah. He plays it really well. The surrounding cast is very good. The guy who plays George Washington's fantastic. The guy who plays Thomas Jefferson is a gem. But then Lin-Manuel Miranda appears. And he is, I mean, he's the most prominent figure throughout the entire thing. And I, I, I see you're looking up Hamilton. Look up, just look at Lin-Manuel Miranda's face. Okay. And imagine seeing this for four hours on the screen. Gotcha. I, I will do that in just a moment. And um, he's spitting bars at you. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a founding father who served as the first secretary of treasury. Okay. Okay. From 1789 to 1795. Yeah. But then, no. But he, well, so he. 1776, that was the establishment. Yeah. The, okay. But so he got. So he was. There. He got shot. Okay. Yeah. He got, he got killed. By, by a, Linda Miranda, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, look Lynn? at this guy's face, and I, I just, I want you to see, like what I'm talking about, <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh my god, he's even in the uniform in this one. <laughs> yeah, imagine that for four hours on your screen. Oh my god. And he's he's going like he's going like I'm different. The things are so crazy. I I can't. I'm spacey. Uh, blah, blah. Hamilton, Spamilton, Ramilton, and you're like everyone's like, oh, this is the greatest thing to ever happen to to musicals. And I'm sitting there like, I mean, it's a good musical, but like, is no one going to point out the fact that this dude should not be the lead of the situation? Yeah, that yeah. He, he's got like these. He's got like these like. Well, he's got he's, a very Ted Mosby kind of vibe. He's to him. surrounded by models, like literal, like models, like actors who are like beautiful and talented people. And then there's him who's just like this. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Lynn, but he's like this little gremlin who just keeps coming on screen. And you're like, turn this off. Please. <laughs> Someone stop doing? this man from rapping. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like the musicals he writes, I'm not taking anything away from him as like a playwright. He writes good stuff. I mean, but like, just like cast somebody different. Exactly. Or, or be like Quentin Tarantino and put yourself in like a supporting role. Like, which, like which that he does. goes away. He easy. did. He did in a, it was another musical. It's called in the Heights, which is a, it's a three and a half hours, but like, it's a Ooh. decent musical. And he casts himself as like this kind of offbeat character. Okay. That makes sense. Perfectly fine in that. Have no issue with him. Mm-hmm. But when he is the lead of the play or the musical, it's like, dude, how am I supposed to get through this? Yeah. Who's who's sitting through this going like, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the dude. He understands it more than anybody else. Cooper has a very, uh, yeah. a very prominent opinion on this. Yeah. Cooper. He, he doesn't like Hamilton either. Yeah. Cooper the dog. He is not a fan <laughs> of Hamilton. <laughs> if you find your time over the next week. Mm-hmm. And you decide that, oh, no, like I got nothing to do for three and a half hours. <laughs> watch Hamilton, and I promise you, it, you will watch Lin-Manuel Miranda and be like, how how did this guy? <laughs> I, I trust your opinion. I, I just, <laughs> In other words, I'm not watching. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I'll, I'll spend my time elsewise. It's almost like, imagine if you were watching like Rambo. Right. Mm-hmm. And like instead of like Sly or no, uh, instead of, yeah, it's Sylvester Stallone. Uh-huh. They decided we're going to go with 
the director of the movie. And instead of instead of Sylvester Stallone, it's like this like nerdy little like dude who just kind of comes in and he's the one like blowing gats and stuff like that. It would make you be like, what is going on in this movie? Why why am I watching this? That's what Lin Manuel Miranda is to me. Mm-hmm. He's just the guy who just kind of shows up and you're like, huh, why 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 him? Out of everybody who could have casted it in this in this position, the guy who played George Washington would have been a perfect Hamilton. And instead, yeah. this little four foot eight <laughs> gremlin troll decides, I'm going to wrap at the screen. Damn it. I can't. Uh, so I've been doing some reason. I'm trying to do research right now and mm-hmm. see what the director of Rambo looks like. But yeah. it, it just keeps showing me movie posters. It's meanwhile, uh, well, I'm sitting over here sitting haterade. <laughs> No, like imagine. Okay, there you go. Imagine like Jurassic Park. Oh, I love Jurassic Park. And imagine if Steven Spielberg was in the you know in the leading role of that movie. Would it would it be the same movie to you, or would you be oh, like this no. is Jurassic Park with Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Um, okay, so this is what the director looks like next to Sylvester Stallone in that during the filming of First Blood. Okay, so re- imagine yeah. that as. As Rambo. Yeah, so to, to give you an idea, his name is Ted Kotcheff. Kotcheff. He is somewhat balding, wears glasses. <laughs> and he, he decided, I'm going to be I'm gonna be Rambo. <laughs> I'm Rambo. <laughs> and instead of people criticizing it, they go, yeah, no, he's no, perfect for yeah, this role. Are you awesome. kidding me? He's amazing. <laughs> Life-changing. That's what bothers me so much about this guy specifically, mm-hmm. is that the... the, the, the audacity shoehorning yourself into a into a leading role just because you wrote the thing right it's not that difficult to memorize lines man give it to somebody who can actually handle it there's a song where he's like talking about like being attracted to a a a female cast member in the you know in the musical itself and in hamilton this is a this is a song yeah and it's like it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like sexy and he he's like he just looks so awkward and like the 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 way that he sings it he's like oh am i supposed to say no to this (laughs) and you're like oh Oh, so he's bruce springsteen is what you're saying like it's it's the most like uncomfortable thing you'll ever see in your life as far as the uh of a director casting them. So, so back when I was, I want to say five or six, I wrote a play yeah. about dinosaurs that talk. I don't remember the plot, but I do remember there was nobody that could play the T-Rex other than me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, like they're, they're like, the first time they see a dinosaur, they look out and it's just Steven Spielberg like, standing in the middle of a field. Like <laughs> that's exactly Singing what it is. Singing his heart out. Let me see if I can find this. I, I I think I just the music alone. Listen to this guy's voice and tell me like this is a lead, right? Okay. I hadn't slept in a week. I was weak. Yeah. I was this is Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. This is Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Get ready to feel really uncomfortable. Okay, that's that. <laughs> like you could have recasted for that. I'm sorry, dude. It's one of the most there disgusting be, things I've heard in my life, dude. There has to be somebody that can sing that <laughs> better. There has to be. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, for to just another episode of shooting from the hip. Yep. Uh, I, I I'm Juan. Uh, I'm I am Richard with Richard, and, and you know. It, if there's one thing that I can end this on, and if there's one thing that we can finish this on, it's it's the sheer fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda, you have absolutely no reason to be on stage amongst these other actors and actresses. You're good at directing. Just direct. Be a writer. Do what you do. Yep. You know, but maybe, maybe keep the, oh my God, she looks so helpless in her body saying, hell yes. You know, just <laughs> keep that out. Bye. <laughs>